The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Mental Reps Podcast. I am your host, Deanna, and thank you all for tuning in for this week's episode. Now, if you are new here, a little rundown on the show, we are dealing with all things mental toughness, mental discipline, just the mindset piece of the puzzle when it comes to health and fitness. And why I care a lot more about the mindset piece is because that is arguably the most important factor that you can, you know, give to and build and pay attention to during this whole journey, right? Whether you're looking to lose weight, you're looking to gain muscle, you're looking to transform your outward appearance, that shit's not going to happen until you transform up top. And yes, I am pointing to my brain right now. So until you make that mental transformation, a lot of the physical gains or growth that you're seeking, uh, they're just going to become further and further and further away until you feel like, hey, I'm never going to get there. Uh, And that's because you're chasing the wrong thing. You got to be chasing the mental toughness, the mental discipline, and the mindset shifts that allow all of the physical changes to take place. So for today's episode, it was sparked by just, I guess, the motivation behind it was sparked from a few different conversations that I had recently with just some of you guys, um, some of my listeners, some people on Instagram, some of my clients. I mean, they're conversations that I've had quite a bit with different people and, and as always, experiences that I've had myself because there's nothing on this show that I will talk about that I have not gone through personally because how the fuck am I going to talk about it and give my knowledge and my advice if I haven't been there like that just that seems so counterproductive I would be just reading like a research article that I found and that's that is not the point of this show so my experience also in this is, is super super important and I try to be as real as possible with you guys because there is no point in sugarcoating anything. Um, if you're here, you probably give a shit about your health and fitness. You give a shit about, you know, your goals and 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 making it. And why, why sugarcoat things that are going to help you get there, right? If I can teach you lessons that took me six years to learn in a matter of 60 minutes, uh, let's do it. Let's get after it. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking all about patience. Patience, patience, patience. Something that I probably need to have a little bit more of. I'm sure all of us can relate in that front, but patience when it comes to seeing results in your health and fitness journey, basically just giving you guys an actual realistic look and timeline uh, on how long it's going to take, right? The reality of how long it is going to take to see results because this is hands down, I I would argue the top reason that people quit or they ditch their plan, or they jump ship to the next diet, the next workout program, the next trainer, like, oh, you know, it's not working for me, or or, or, I'm doing everything right, and nothing's changing, or, you know, what do I hear a lot? You know, it's just taking way longer than I wanted it to. It's way, way, way slower than I thought it would be. And that's right there what I want to get at for today. Whoever told you or let you know however long your goal is going to take, whatever timeline you have drafted up in your brain, double it. And then after you've doubled it, quadruple it because there is no end game to health and fitness. Okay, you might reach your goal and that's freaking amazing. That's that's the purpose, right, is to reach that goal. But then what happens? We set another goal and then another goal, and another goal. And you continue to get a lot stronger mentally and physically through this journey. You don't lose 
X amount of weight and say, cool, I, I did that. That was, that was fun, right? No, you set another goal and you keep moving forward. And it becomes this addicting, you know, in a good sense, you know, thing that you just continually get better. You get better, stronger, physically, mentally, emotionally. You just continue to show up and improve who you are as a human being. And that's not to go off on a little tangent here, but that's why I'm like obsessed with health and fitness. That's why I've planted myself in this field and in the career that I'm in is because how fucking cool is it that you have the ability to decide what you look like, how you act, how you behave, how you think. And the second you start to believe that that shit is in your control, it is. Okay. So when it comes down to seeing progress or seeing results, it takes a long time time. And unfortunately, most of us, when you're first starting out on your health and fitness journey, especially if this is something that is unfamiliar to you, or you've never really had to play the long game with anything uh, throughout your life, it's going to come as a shock when you're like, holy fuck, I'm doing all of this work. I'm not seeing any changes. Scale hasn't budged. Nobody's even noticed that I'm, I'm trying to lose weight and I'm out here busting my ass. Like, what is this shit? People like this, how, how could they do this, right? This is the thought that goes on for most people when you're first starting out because you just simply don't know, okay? So when it comes to whatever your goal is and the actions necessary to get to your goal, those are gonna be different, right? If you're trying to lose fat, you're gonna do some different things versus someone trying to gain muscle or someone looking to just live a healthier lifestyle. Like the actions are gonna be different, but the timeline is still the same. It's still fucking long. Okay, so everyone out there, whatever your goal is, accept the fact that this shit takes a long time. Okay, so when it comes to any of those goals, losing fat, gaining muscle, it, people are often super frustrated by what they think are, you know, poor results or mediocre results or slow results. But it's not actually that the results are slow, it's or or even that there's a lack of progress. It's simply because like you maybe started out with really unrealistic expectations or you maybe couldn't sustain like your initial rate of progress. And now you think you've hit a plateau and things need to change or, or maybe it's all of the above, but it, it doesn't need to feel like that. And the biggest piece with not feeling like that is just understanding. And that is the point of today's episode is I want to give you guys a realistic blueprint, timeline, time frame, mindset to approach this journey with so that you don't start getting stuck in the, am I there yet mentality, right? Did I reach my goals yet? Am I done yet? What, why is this taking so long? It's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long time. Okay. And when it comes down to it, I don't think there's anyone out there, definitely myself included, who doesn't want faster results, right? Who doesn't want to see all of their hard work paying off twofold, threefold, like nobody... I think everyone would argue for like, yeah, that would be awesome if I could see that happen, right? I feel like we're all kind of on the same page there. So when it comes to doing that, I think it's first important to note that the results are usually the number one motivator for people. And that's not to be superficial with the like, hey, you start to look better, you're more motivated to do the thing. But it's more so if you start to see and recognize that you're putting in X and it's leading to Y and you can see that visible change, you're going to keep putting in X, 
right? You're going to keep doing the thing versus putting an X, seeing no benefit to it, and then questioning X. Am I doing it? What's wrong? What should I change? You name it. So results really are the number one motivator. And that's a great place to be because if you're doing things, it's working and you keep doing things, guess what? It's going to keep working. And then that cycle continues in a positive light. So without those results, we question everything. We question the shit we're doing, the shit we're not doing, the shit somebody told us, the shit we read on Instagram, on the internet, like, and we either give up or we switch the plan or we try to do something ridiculous, like cut out carbs, whatever it's going to be. It's just, it never leads to more success. I'll just say that whatever drastic thing you're about to do because you're not seeing results fast enough is only going to put you back at square one. I can almost guarantee it. Okay. So Personally, the way my brain thinks just based on my past is like, yeah, quitting's not going to make it go any faster, right? Like I'm not, you know, losing weight fast enough. Okay. Well quitting what, what that's going to help me lose weight faster, right? I quit. So now I'll, I'll drastically drop 20 pounds. No, oh, I'm not putting on muscle. I'm not strong enough yet. I haven't hit a PR yet. Let me just quit. Like what that makes, I could go on and on. That makes absolutely no sense to me. If that's the way your brain works, we got to rewire that to begin. Okay. Quitting does not make the results come any faster at all. I can promise you that. Okay. And however, I'm well aware of the fact that just because my brain works like that, there's a lot of people out there that do not think the same way as I do. And you could probably agree with the fact that quitting doesn't make results happen faster. That's like a logical thought. But when it comes to actually implementing it into your own actions and progress and journey, you may not realize how often you really are quitting on yourself. And that is so detrimental because you're starting at square one every time. Maybe it's every six weeks, every six months, whatever it is, you then start back at square one. And ah, it's kind of like if you were to bake a batch of muffins, right? The instructions tell you to mix X, Y, Z. You follow them according to plan. It tells you put them in the oven. The muffins will bake for 30 minutes. At 30 minutes, take them out. Boom, you've got yourself some nice muffins. That doing this and, and not seeing results and giving up it is like putting the muffins in the oven for 18 minutes, pulling them out and saying, what the fuck? They look like shit. They're raw. They're still wet. There's no muffin. There's no rise. These are crap. I got to throw them out. And then you pull out all the ingredients. You start mixing up in a container. You get everything all squared away. You put it in the oven. The recipe calls for 30 minutes in the oven and you put it in for 18 minutes again. What's going to happen? Are you going to have nice, fluffy, plump muffins? No. You're going to have some raw, crusty batter that you're going to then need to throw out again and start over. Now, in the process of probably a few hours of remixing, remaking, putting in the oven, pulling out, throwing out, remixing, remaking, putting in the oven, throwing out, all of that shit going on for hours, if you had just kept the damn muffins in the oven for 30 minutes, guess what? You could have pulled them out. They would have been ready to go and you would be enjoying yourself a nice lemon poppy seed muffin, a nice blueberry muffin, if you will. Instead, your impatient ass wouldn't let them sit in the oven for long enough and then ask yourself why the results are not there. So I just want everyone to understand with today's episode that we are creating a realistic outline of what to expect when you are working towards whatever your goal is, when you're working towards those results. Um, but I will say, I'm actually going to backpedal for a second. As a, as a kind of precursor to this episode, you might need to put this one on pause and come back. As a precursor, if you haven't listened to uh, my episode titled, You're Half-Ass in It, Bro, go listen to that one first. Okay, go listen. Put this one on pause. Cut me off mid-thought. 
put this on pause, go listen to that episode because whatever I tell you today with this timeline, with these expectations, with the like reasonably what can I expect type of conversation, if you're half-assing it in any of the aspects necessary to get to your goals, my timeline today doesn't mean shit. Okay, because that's going to be drastically increased in time, in duration, by a lack of effort. Okay, so if that episode calls you out in any capacity, if there's any area that you know needs improvement, it has to happen first. It has to happen first. You can't go searching around for how long this shit's going to take when there's holes and gaps in your protocols and in your actions and in your consistency and your nutrition and the weekends and holidays. If there's gaps in all that crap, why are you looking around to see when the light at the end of the tunnel is coming? Okay, it's just going to keep getting farther and farther away. So if you need to put this shit on pause, go listen to it. It's called your half ass in it, bro. It was a couple weeks back uh, and give that a listen and make sure you kind of have all of your ducks in a row before asking the, am I there yet type of question? Okay. There's no point in whining and moaning and complaining about something that's not working for you when no, no, you're not working for you. Okay. It's you, it's you and your actions that aren't being, that aren't in line with your goals. Okay. So if you have listened to that, that's enough of my little tangent. If you have listened to that and you're like, yo, I'm good, I'm in it, you know, you can wholeheartedly agree that you're giving it 100%. You know that, right? And, and you will know it. If you're questioning it, you're not there yet. If you know, you know, all right? If you're 100% there, then we can start to lay the blueprint of what you can expect, realistically expect, okay? And I say realistically because there's an abundance of shit out there, as there always is with you know, magazine, you guys ever read like the titles of magazines? It's like uh, Susie Q lost 55 pounds in six weeks. Like what? What the fuck was Susie Q doing? Like that, any of that shit should make you question everything. Like you shouldn't even read it. Sometimes I read it just because it's very comical to me, but it is bizarre. And 99% of the time, I don't know who regulates this stuff, but like there is no way any of that has any truth to it at all. Okay, so when you're surrounded by magazine titles that are like, lose your entire body weight overnight, like, no. And then there's, you know, social media, of course, I always talk about on here. There are certain challenges and things that, you know, fitness influencers will run. And I have no problem with challenges to like motivate you to do something. But when it's like, you know, lose 20 pounds in, in I don't know, a month, it, some of these things should cause some red flags. And if you're seeing all of these like instant overnight fixes. I almost just said overnight oats. I got oatmeal on my brain. If you're seeing all of these overnight fixes and then kind of putting it on yourself where it's like, oh, Susie Q lost 55 pounds in six seconds, you start to question your results being too slow or there's something wrong or something needs to change when the reality of it is it's not. It's not. We should be looking at all of those crazy articles and shit and questioning that, not questioning you. Okay, so just keep in mind with a grain of salt, all of that stuff that's out there, it's marketed for a reason, it's marketed to get your attention, it's marketed to make you say, hey, wait a second, I didn't do that as fast as she did, I must be missing something, let me go figure out what it is. Okay, so personally speaking, I... I, I've just, I've never been that person, like jump ship and try something else type of gal, because I just... I was very fortunate enough to have, you know, trainers and nutritionists and coaches throughout really my entire health and fitness journey who have 
pointed me at least in the right direction. I at least knew what I should and shouldn't be doing. I had a general understanding of it. Um, whether or not I actually followed it is a different story, but I was never the, oh, I should cut out carbs and drink a bottle of apple cider vinegar in the morning. That'll do it. Like I really never did anything drastic in that sense. So if that is you and you're doing some of these drastic things, dial it back. We're hitting the basics and we're hitting them hard. Okay. So I, I, I wanted to just mention that too, because again, it's all, it's all personal experience. And I, I try to relate to you guys a lot, but if there's something that I haven't done, I'm, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat that. But bottom line is looking back on, you know, years and years of hard freaking work, like hard work. I have never, I'm going to toot my own horn for a second. I've never not given a hundred percent effort. Like I don't have a 50%, that half ass in it, bro. One, like, I mean, yeah, from time to time, a hundred percent, I'm not a robot guys. Like I'm not, you know, not some crazy psycho person, but I only have a 100% switch and it's either on or it's off and it's always on. Okay. So for years and years of hard work, I still question like, that's it. Like this is, this is all I get. I freaking bust my ass. I'm in the gym all the time. I'm dialed in. I'm giving a hundred percent. You will never see me sleeping and yawning my way through a workout. I'm never scrolling on my phone or skipping sessions. Like I give everything I've got to my progress. And still with this whole, you know, patience is a virtue. I still question like, that's it. Like, ah. That, that's all I can do. Like, that's all I can squat. You know, that's the only muscle I'm seeing. Like it just, it takes so long. I actually jumped on a, an in-body scanner. I don't know if anybody knows what those are. Basically measures your muscle mass, your body fat, all the things. I jumped on the in-body scanner uh, the other day, this past weekend, actually, for the first time since July of 2021. So a little over a year. And I feel like the last year has been intense. Like I've been crushing it. I feel like I'm noticing just awesome changes through my body and my physique and my strength. Like I've had other people compliment me. Like I felt, I feel good. I feel good. I do. Um, and I jumped on the in-body scanner and to my utmost disappointment and slight anger, I was only up about 1.1 pounds of muscle. 1.1 pounds in over a year, I literally choked. I was like, what? What the fuck? I was, I was beside myself. And obviously I'm not going to let that rule out how good I feel and how strong I feel. Like that, that progress still stands for sure. But I just was like, holy moly, like this shit is brutal. Like there's that saying, I said it in one of my episodes about the grind and how it just, it knows you, it knows what you've given. It won't give you anything that you haven't deserved. And I was like, shit, well, I guess I don't deserve anything. Like I was just, I was blown away by that. But again, being in this field and in this career and having the knowledge that I do, I understand why, right. That I've been through, you know, cutting phases. I'm not at my strongest right now. I'm actually kind of finishing up a cut for the summer. And I just, I was definitely expecting more muscle growth in that time. And there's always a chance of just machine error and, and whatnot. I can rule it off as a million different things. But I was just so surprised by that um, because the goal in all of your cutting phases is to obviously build muscle through your bulking phase so that the next time you cut, you have more muscle. So from July's cut and then building all through the winter of 2021, the whole start of this year coming to this cut, I would have thought I'd have a little bit more progress to show from that. So if that doesn't shed some light on just the, 
I guess the humble, like, that's not even the right word. I was humbled. I really was by, by that. And it just is, again, motivation for me to keep grinding, keep working. And that's not how my brain works. I'm not going to say, well, fuck, I've been working for a year and I have nothing to show for it because I do have stuff to show for it. I just, I want more. So guess what? I have to work more. That's it. That's the black and white of it. So that is the point of today's episode. We're going to dive into this uh, a little bit more in just a bit, but I, I really just want you guys to know and then see too that like I'm no different than everyone out there who's working towards a specific goal. And of course, I want my results to be exceptional. I want to see the results of all my hard work. Um, but like I said, the difference between maybe you and me is that I will never give less in order to see my goals come to come true, I guess. I would never give less to see those results. And I want you guys to listen to this and be motivated by this and understand that like, hey, fuck, yeah, like my results are slow. Like I got to give it more time. I got to give it more effort. I got to go harder. I got to do and and find that flow versus finding the nah, taking too long. Fuck it and give up flow. OK, so let's jump in because it's enough chit chat for one day. Let's jump into what this timeline can look like uh, so that each of you can kind of understand this process a little bit better, um, not just mentally, but physically as well, and, and be able to kind of set yourself up for success moving forward. So we're going to start with a little bit of the timeline and time frame for building muscle specifically. And I broke this down a bit for this episode, just because as I mentioned at the start, there are different parameters and different expectations based on what your goal is. Not that the hard work or that the, Hey, this is going to take a long time is different because it's the same and it's uniform across any goal. But the expectations, like I said, are slightly different. So we're going to start with building muscle um, because why, in my opinion, everyone listening to this, every single person, really everyone, seriously, everyone should be building more muscle, should be aiming to put on more muscle mass because there is quite literally really nothing but good shit that comes out of having more muscle on your body. And that's a very blanket statement, sure. But even if you're out there like, oh, I don't know, I really just need to lose this weight. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Great. Cool. But when we lose the weight, guess who's going to need more muscle? And then when you've put on muscle, guess who's going to need even more muscle? And then as you get older, guess who needs even more muscle? Okay. We're talking so much more than just hitting a squat PR and like having nice legs or seeing that physical. It's way more than that. We're talking about an increased metabolic rate. We're talking about an enhanced lifestyle. We're talking about a strengthened immune system, higher energy levels. I could go on and on and on. The more muscle you have on your body, in my opinion, like I like to think of it as a well-oiled machine. And when you've got a good amount of muscle on your body and you're working to reduce, you know, any excess body fat and you're getting stronger, you're getting healthier, like, oh, fuck, you just feel so much better. Okay. So we're starting with that because I love it. And I will always, always, always be aiming to build more muscle on myself. Personally, I have a very small frame by, you know, nature, by genetics. I would be just kind of like a skeleton if I didn't have any muscle on my body. So I like that muscle. It gives me shape. It gives me strength. It helps me do what I want to do. So what can we expect when it comes to building muscle, right? How long does it take? When am I going to see all of my hard work, you know, come to light? The short answer, a fuck ton of time. It's going to take a fuck ton of time with a fuck ton of consistency in order for you to build muscle. And 
what actually actually we'll get into it in a second but let me let's break down first and foremost i have a little tangent for you guys we'll get there the simplest most basic breakdown of what muscle building is and i think it's important to just shed a little bit of light on this too because um some people don't quite understand what this is which is completely fine the only reason i know again is because of the field that i'm in the career that my studies through college you name it so we're going to break this down in like the most simplistic four to five steps possible so that everyone out there can understand what is occurring in order for your muscles to physically be building, growing in size, growing in strength, you name it. So step number one, uh, each muscle is, is typically made up of you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of tiny, little, tiny, tiny muscle fibers. There's different types of fibers. We can, we can get really into this, but that's not the point of the show. Number two, when you are lifting weights, because you do need to lift weights in order to build muscle, when you are lifting weights, uh, your muscles endure, you know, these tiny little tears uh, and injuries, so to speak, and those fibers rip and break and pull apart. Um, kind of like if you were to be like breaking, I don't know, a whole handful of like spaghetti, right? Think about the tiny little tiny, tiny thin pieces of spaghetti. I'm talking like raw spaghetti before you go boil it and you crack that, right? The teeny tiny little fibers are breaking apart. Kind of what's happening in your muscles. So when you then rest your muscles, you are not utilizing them. You are taking a rest day. You're focusing on recovery. Your body then begins to repair what's damaged. So it takes a look at all the tiny fibers that have been ripped or injured during that lift. Um, and it says, shoot, we got to repair this but our bodies are super, super smart. They're not just going to repair it back to what it was. They're going to repair it better and stronger and bigger and thicker. Okay. So the repair process kind of involves uh, sort of fusing those, those muscle fibers back together. And then also laying down new proteins within each muscle cell, hence the growth hence why you are now stronger, hence why you can see more muscle. What's cool to note about that though, is it doesn't happen until you're resting. So if you continually just go, 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 you're a seven day a week kind of gal or, or guy, there's no recovery there. You're not going to get stronger. You might a little bit, but you're not going to be building muscle and your body's going to be in that constant catabolic state where it's just broken down. Okay. So after you rest, and your body starts to repair and add proteins to those muscle cells, your muscles then become bigger and stronger and you can lift more and you can, you see the positive benefits of the work that you just put in. Okay. So that's a very basic outlook, um, on that process. But bottom line is none of that can occur without proper rest, proper recovery, nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. I'm going to say one more time, nutrition. None of that can occur without the proper, you know, external factors for your body to be able to do that stuff. Okay. It's not going to just start rebuilding on nothing. So if you're not replenishing post-workout, you're not fueling your body throughout the day, like your body essentially is going to save all of its energy to make sure like your heart is still beating, to make sure that there's blood flow going to your brain. It's not really worried about building muscle right now. Okay. Building muscle is kind of like an extra. And if you don't have the fuel necessary to just sustain life functioning, you're not building muscle. So you have to make sure you have the calories coming in, that you're resting, you're recovering, I could go on and on and on and on about this. I did this for a very long time without any sort of attention to this process. And guess what? I didn't build any fucking muscle at all. So it's not just a textbook definition. It really is very, very true. Okay. So 
Again, not the purpose of this episode, but uh, I've definitely touched on it quite a bit in the past, but the importance of those two factors in regards to actually building. Okay. So that's kind of what that process looks like. And it takes so long. It takes so long. It's not like every time you get a tiny little muscle tear, it, it rebuilds and it's like poof, bicep poof, quad muscle. Like it takes so long of so many consistent breakdown and repair, breakdown and repair, breakdown and repair over and over and over again until it's like, wait a second, I can lift five pounds heavier for my bicep curl today. Okay. We're not talking substantial changes in a matter of two to three sessions. So what that looks like in a timeline sense, if you are new to lifting, we got some good news. Okay, time is on your side and you are more than likely to experience something called newbie gains, uh, which is kind of just like the term that is thrown around through health and fitness where you will be seeing a greater increase in the muscle mass that you're developing, um, aka gains in the first year or so of lifting. Okay, so it is like almost you know, God is on your side here with like, Hey, this, this individual is picking up lifting. We know this shit is hard. They're out there grinding. It's their first year. Like, ah, we'll, we'll give them a little extra, right? We'll, we'll really make sure they stick with it. Obviously that is so not what occurs, but that is essentially the process that happens for the first year or so. Um, so take advantage of it. If you're new to lifting and you're like, wait a second, I'm seeing crazy gains. I'm seeing jumps in my muscle mass and my strength. And I'm feeling so like take full advantage of that. Soak that shit in. But do not expect that as a normal rate of progression moving forward. Okay. You would only be setting yourself up for a heck of a lot of disappointment in the near future. So uh, roughly speaking, uh, younger men, I say younger, I'm talking like anywhere younger than 30. Uh, Once we hit that 30 milestone, things get a little different. But younger men, you know, usually can gain 15 to 25 pounds uh, of muscle in their first year of dedicated, dedicated, I'm going to emphasize that training. Um, And then another typically 10 to 15 pounds uh, in their second to third year. So see how it kind of tapers off a little bit. We were 10, we were 15 to 25 pounds. Now we're 10 to 15. Now females, uh, women in general, we are at a disadvantage just based on us being female. We are not able to build muscle nearly as quickly as males are. Okay. It's from our hormones. It's just, that's the way it is. It's not, you know, a sexist thing. It's just that is the way we are made up. So women in general can typically see anywhere from eight to 12 pounds of muscle gain in their first year of dedicated training, dedicated training with, let me backpedal, eight to 12 pounds. That is if you are strictly trying to build muscle, right? You're in a calorie surplus. You're doing all the things to build muscle. You're not just going to be gaining 12 pounds because you picked up a set of weights. All right. And then uh, moving forward with their second to third year, probably another four to five pounds um, moving forward after that of dedicated training. Okay. After the first three years or so of lifting and lifting heavy and being in routine and hitting your workout split and yada, 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 you are probably going to be seeing less and less and less of that progress at all. Um, it, it takes years of persistent effort to see incremental gains, which 
going back to my backstory is why my in-body scan of about a pound, 1.1 pounds of muscle in about a year uh, made sense. Does it suck? Yes. But was I in a calorie surplus trying to build muscle for a full year? No. No, I definitely was not. So that's another thing kind of working against me through that process. There's a lot that goes into this. But bottom line is what I want you guys to take away from this is that building muscle, seeing changes in your muscle mass has to be slow. It's going to be slow. You can expect it to be slow. Um, But again, if you are new to lifting, that's kind of the general rule of thumb in regards to that progress. So if you are not new to lifting, that does not really put you at a disadvantage by any means, but it does mean that you are going to see changes a little bit slower and a little bit less changes over time, kind of the boat that I'm in when it comes to building muscle on my side. Um, So you're going to fall more into the science of, you know, a pound to maybe two to three, um, very, very slow and steady. So experienced lifters can see, can still see that change. You're not going to not see progress, but when you're looking at things as an experienced lifter, you want to be looking at more so from phase to phase. So for example, me switching up my workout split or me like I'm going into soon enough into a reverse diet and then a calorie surplus muscle building for the winter. That's kind of the time period of like, okay, clock starts for building muscle. I'm not going to be building muscle through a cutting phase in the summer or through kind of maintaining my cut. Like the, the muscle mass is not being put on. But when I start that timeline, I start the calorie increases. I start gearing myself more up to build muscle. Um, within eight weeks to three months or so, I, I should start seeing some changes uh, regarding my muscle mass um, when my normal lifting routine was changed up a little bit. Okay. And that is if you were doing everything right. So the nitty gritty of all of this is the fact that building muscle, seeing changes in your muscle mass takes a lot of time. If you are lifting for six months, you should be able to see some small changes. And I'm not talking about lifting for six months with like, you know, every now and then kind of got to the gym or like maybe I did this workout one time and then I switched it up. Like I'm talking about consistent progressive overload four to five times a week for months and months and months on end, you will potentially, if you do everything right from a nutrition and recovery standpoint, build some muscle. Now, I'm not saying any of this stuff either, guys, for you to be like, holy good God, that takes way too long. I'm out. All right, like count me out of this shit. It's gonna, who who has that time? That's not why I'm saying any of this. My, my point in all of this, and hopefully with everyone listening to this, you are here and you're listening because you want that. You want the muscle growth. You want the increases in strength. You want the increased metabolic rate. You want all the benefits that muscle mass has to offer. And you're just kind of looking to see like, yo, what's it going to take kind of deal. And that's where I want to be realistic with what it takes so that you can create a realistic timeline for yourself. And you're not looking back over the last six months why you don't currently look like sebum. Okay. And if you don't know who sebum is, go look them up, right? That's not a normal progression. And to go off on my little tangent, like I was talking about before, before I got into it with the, you know, lifting makes me bulky, right? If you're a female and you just read that statistic of like, you can gain, you know, eight to 12 pounds of muscle in the first year. And you're like, what the F? Like, I don't want to gain 12 pounds. I'm going to, I'm going to be so bulky. I'm not even going to fit in my clothes. Like, hold it up, hold it up, hold it up, hold it up. Lifting does not make you bulky. Will you be gaining muscle through this time? Yes. Now the idea of you looking bulky is going to come down to your nutrition. If your nutrition is shit, yeah, guess what? You're going to be putting on muscle without losing any body fat and be bigger. That is the science of it. I'm not saying you're going to be big. I'm saying you're going to be bigger. 
our muscle mass lies underneath our fat. Our body fat covers over everything. So if you have X amount of body fat in your body and then you just added muscle mass underneath it, yes, you are going to look bigger. Muscle is 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 substance. And if you're growing that substance underneath the layers of fat, you then look larger. Is that a bad thing? No, absolutely not. Building muscle is a great thing, but we want to make sure that everything else is in check so that you're not also gaining an excess of body fat during this time. Okay. Cause building muscle is really, really, really hard to do. I, like I said, bust my ass every single day, every single week for that, with that goal in mind, at least in some capacity. And I put on about a pound of muscle in a whole freaking year. Okay, so nobody out here is getting bulky if you're doing it the right way, if your nutrition is in check. Uh, But when it comes to looking to build muscle, that shit takes a lot of time and a lot of consistency. Now, we've also got the other side of things when it comes to fat loss, because those are kind of the primary two categories that goals typically fall in. You're either looking to gain muscle or you're looking to lose fat. Or both, but either way, you gotta gotta do one than the other. So when it comes to fat loss, uh, typically the same principles kind of apply. Um, however, unlike lifting to gain muscle, the rate of progression possible for your fat loss has entirely more to do with your eating habits than it does your training regimen. So when we're focused on building muscle and we're trying to see progress and all we desperately want to see is growth in our muscles, we have to be zeroed in on mostly our workouts, right? Making sure that those are in line with that goal. Now for fat loss, we have to be zeroed in on your nutrition and making sure that is in line with your goal. That is the only way fat loss can occur. It can't occur from doing extra cardio. It can't occur from doing, you know, these certain crunches or drinking a certain apple cider vinegar concoction. It has to come from the amount that you are consuming, aka a calorie deficit. So realistically speaking for weight loss, this is another one that I think really gets in people's heads is they think, you know, I made one to two changes, which is awesome. I, I, I'm all for anything towards a healthier lifestyle. Let's get it. But they think, you know, I made one to two changes. Why have I not seen drastic changes on the scale? Or what I see a ton is, you know, husband and wife or a couple of some capacity, you know, starts to, we're going to get healthier. We're going to lose weight. We're going to do the thing. And we love it the male figure loses about 10 pounds for the month versus the female loses about three. And it's like, well, what the F? Like, this isn't fair. You know, he's out there drinking beers every night and he's still losing weight. I have to, you know, make sure I don't eat too many carrots. Like, it is very, very specific and very different male to female. Okay, so that's important to note as well. If you're comparing yourself to your male counterpart who's trying to lose weight, I guarantee you're setting yourself up for frustration, which is then going to, like I mentioned at the start, lead to that, well, what do I have to change? What am I doing wrong? Instead of just sticking with your, hey, I lost my three pounds. That's great. Let's lose another three. Let's lose another three. Let's lose another three. That's the mental discipline piece of the puzzle. That's where mindset is everything in this progression. It's the people who are most successful with weight loss are the ones who can stick to the basics and do it for the longest. The ones who can stick to the monotonous day in and day out grind of just simplicity and do it over and over Again, it's not the people who found this quick fix or Susie Q from the magazine who's drinking some crazy drink for breakfast. The people who are most successful with fat loss and weight loss 
are the ones who can just do the basics and do it consistently instead of looking for quick fixes, go, 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 and backpedal back to square one. Okay. So if you are doing that, or you're looking for fat loss in general, um, and you were doing everything right, it's, it's always back to that. You're half ass in a bro episode. If you're doing everything right, these values are for you. Okay. So with that being said, you can aim to see, and you should aim to see, um, anywhere from about a half a pound to a pound down a week. So that could be anywhere from two to four, maybe even five pounds for the month, roughly. Um, again, this is going to be dependent on a few different factors, male or female, what your lifestyle looks like outside of just trying to lose weight, um, what your job looks like, how much weight or fat you have to lose. That's also a really big factor as well. Um, so if you try to say, okay, four pounds for the month. Are you kidding? I got a wedding next week. I want to lose 10 pounds before that. If you go jump into that crazy calorie deficit and lose a bunch of weight really, really quick, it's almost inevitable that you'll gain it back just as fast, if not more. All right? Has anyone ever done that? You like lost five pounds quick as shit and you didn't do it sustainably so that you gained five pounds back and then some or you did it with 20 pounds quick as shit. And then you gain 20 pounds back. And then some who wants to go through that cycle? Nobody. That is the most infuriating thing I've ever heard of in my life. So instead of looking for a quick fix or jumping into something drastic, you want to go slow and steady. It's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not exciting to say I lost two pounds for the month, but guess what? Losing two pounds this month, next month, and the month after it is a lot more fun than losing five pounds in one go and then gaining 10 back. Okay. That, that shit is ridiculous. So a good breakdown of these values and, and kind of something I want to share with you guys too, uh, also has to do with like the rate at which you were going to see progress, depending on your ability to make sacrifices, your ability to change your lifestyle, your ability to be consistent. Okay, so extreme, considered extreme weight loss for a female could be around 1.6 to 2.5 pounds a week. Now, most of you are reading that and saying, whoa, that sounds way better than a half a pound for the week. Yes, it does. But hear me out. That's extreme. Reasonable could be anywhere from about, like I said, 0.5 to maybe 1.5. And then a comfortable weight loss should be and could be around 0.8 for the week. Okay. Now, again, before we jump into the, I want to lose 2.5 pounds in a week. How the heck do I do that? Sign me up for that one. Coach D hear me out. If you are in that position, you're looking to figure out where you want to be. You have to ask yourself something, ask yourself, am I in a position willing and able to give 90 to 100% consistent effort daily with 90 to 100% adherence to my protocols? That's a hundred percent all of the time. Anyone out there okay with that? I can't do that. I know for shit I cannot do that. You told me I had to be 100% adherent to my nutrition targets all the fucking time. I would say, yeah, count me out. What's the next option? That's just, that's very, very hard to do. Hence why a lot of people don't lose 2.5 pounds in a week and keep it off. Okay. I could do that for a week. Sure. I could do it for two weeks. Great. You asked me to do that for six months. There's no shot in hell I'm doing that. Okay. So if that's not going to happen for you, we tear it down a little bit. So are you okay with willing and able to be 70 to 85% consistent with protocols? That's seeming a little bit more reasonable. I feel like I, I could handle that. You got to ask yourself the same thing. Next option, could you be 50 to 65% compliant and adherent? 
If the answer to that is yes, then we're aiming for about, you know, half a pound to a pound down a week. And you got to be okay with that. You can't expect results from work you're not willing to give. You can't. And you can't get frustrated with the results you're not getting from the work you're not doing. That just doesn't make sense. So pick what you can reasonably do from a compliance standpoint in order to determine how much weight you need to lose or can lose per week rather than the other way around. What do I have to do to lose 2.5 pounds a week? I'll do it. No, you won't. Backpedal, go the opposite. What can I consistently do for the next six months? Figure that out. And based on that, decide what your weight loss is going to look like. Okay, so the answer for a fat loss, weight loss timeline, or well, how long is it going to take? It depends on you. It's always going to depend on you because you are in control of you and you as the individual have to decide and stick with whatever option you can. So like I said, there are some other factors to kind of consider if you are getting frustrated or you're comparing yourself to other people or whatever that may be. If you have more fat to lose, you're going to lose it faster right? If you're a little bit bigger, you have a little bit more weight to come off, it's going to come off faster. If you are just starting out with this process, you're new to all these things, kind of that same newbie gains, as I talked about previously, will happen with fat loss. You'll lose fat a little bit faster to start out um, just because you are new to things and you're kind of shocking your body into that next step. But again, not expecting that rate of progress to continue moving forward. It will taper off a little bit. And lastly, if you are more consistent, you will get there faster. So that is my favorite question to answer whenever people are like, well, what can I do better? What can I do to make this go faster? What can I do to get there quicker? Okay, cool. Be more consistent with exactly what we're doing. It's like, oh, all right, cool. It's like, okay, we'll be more consistent with your nutrition targets on the weekends, right? Like you don't necessarily want to change anything to make results happen faster. You want to take a look at what you're doing and fill the gaps, fill the holes, and make sure you're showing up 100% with what's currently being asked before you go digging and looking for other expectations and more to add to your plate. Another cool way to kind of look at progress, and I like this just because it's very much outside of just uh, fat loss or muscle building, it, it looks at other values as well as in the first one to four weeks of consistency with whatever your regimen is, you will start to see changes on the scale, right? Whether that's the scale going up or down, whatever your actions are leading you towards. First one to four weeks, you'll see changes there, which is great. In weeks four to eight, you'll tend to see more changes in your measurements. So if you're taking measurements for your midsection or your um, forearms, your biceps, your back, your thighs, any of those measurements, you will start to notice changes there. Again, either up or down, depending on what your goals are. Fat loss, they'll be smaller. Muscle growth, they should be a little bit bigger. Um, and then in about six to 10 weeks of consistency, you will start to notice changes in your appearance. And this is typically where others will notice changes as well. Uh, but hear me out, guys. 10 weeks, 10 weeks, that's over two months of time. That's almost three months of your consistent ass effort for Uncle Uncle Bill to be like, hey, wait a second, you're looking pretty good, right? Like that's a long time. And what people don't understand is that it doesn't happen immediately. And sometimes it does. This is not, you know, a one size fits all advice column here, but most of the time you gotta be grinding in the dark for a long time before people start to be like, oh, wait a second, you look good. What have you been up to? Oh, did you lose weight? Oh, hey, you look awesome. Hey, you you look bigger. You know, that those types of comments, although we don't need the appraisal of the people around us, but those types of comments really do allow us to continue moving forward because results feel good. Acknowledgement feels good. 
praise feels good, especially when you're working your ass off for 10 weeks for Uncle Bill to like maybe make one comment at the family barbecue. Okay, but the guess, guess what, guys, that one comment will keep you going for another 10 weeks because it means, hey, all the hard work I've been doing, that shit is working. Okay, so before you guys go complaining or, you know, moaning and groaning that you're not seeing results, maybe you are. Maybe you are seeing results. They're just not happening at the freaking lightning speed that you want them to or that you thought they would. Because I think the biggest issue here is when people set their own expectations and those expectations aren't backed by any sort of education or any knowledge at all, you're going to shoot for the moon as anyone would, which is great until you fall short and then you get frustrated. So before we start shooting for an unrealistic expectation, let's set real ones that will still push you to show up, but that you can reasonably get to without feeling like you want to pull your hair out of your head because whatever you're doing is not working. Okay, because it probably is working. It's just not going to be showcasing as much of the results that you want it to as quickly as you want it to. So the bottom line with all of this is to stay consistent. Stay consistent with the shit that you can do 90% of the time rather than going freaking ham on something, seeing results, backpedaling because you couldn't stick with it or not seeing results in 4.2 seconds and then jumping ship to the next thing. Because guess what? You're going to jump to the next thing. You're going to stick with that for 4.2 seconds. That's not going to work that quickly either. You're going to jump to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And in the six months that you spent trying every fad diet out there, if you had just stuck with a very slow and steady, moderate calorie deficit that guaranteed a little bit of weight loss every week, you would be seeing way more progress now than all the nonsense you just spent your time doing. Okay. So the people who see, honestly, the greatest results are the ones who have become the masters of the monotonous. Be very, very comfortable doing the basics. Be very comfortable with the repetition of the basics and be very comfortable telling yourself progress is going to be slow. That doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. That doesn't mean anything needs to be changed. That doesn't mean anything negative at any capacity. It's just that these things take time. So repeat the boring work day in and day out for longer than you think. And I guarantee you will be seeing exactly the results that you had come here for. So now that I have chewed your ear off for almost about an hour now, I could have answered this with one short sentence. Results take time. They take a lot of time. And not only that, you have to be super consistent with the actions needed to get there and then trust the fact that the actions will get you there when they should, not according to your timeline or your expectations or the wedding that you've got coming up in the near future. The actions need the necessary time to bake uh, in order for you to get to where you want to be. So hopefully you took something away from this episode, even if it was as simple as a muffin analogy, let that shit bake. Let that shit bake for 31 minutes if need be, okay? There is no rushing the process. So I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and for listening. And if you did get something out of today's show, you learned something, you, I don't know, got called out a little bit, uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend sharing the show and just sending it to maybe somebody else who needs to hear this or somebody else who needs to learn some of these lessons. Um, and if you do enjoy the show, send me a message. 
I want to hear about it. I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear what you're liking and enjoying and uh, future topics and, and just things for me to continually rant and rave about. So appreciate every single one of you guys. Go bake your muffins and I will see you next week.